Jeff, I want you to be my witness. All right. Are you my witness? Say Vince on and give give today's date and the time it is right now and officially witness this. Jeff. Go ahead. February 20th, 2019, 9.06 p.m. Eastern Time. This is Jeff Lane. I am the witness. Okay. Mike, how long before you take the Mike Durbin show and go over to Mike Feeney's network? As a shoot, how, how long do you give it before you're on Mike Feeney's network with the show? You will not let that go. I'm asking, answer the question. Answer every the, time I want this documented. Every time we talk, you bring that up. What's your answer? Whether we're on the air or not, Jeff, he brings this up to me every time. What's your answer? Bro, I I am quite happy to be where I'm at. That's it. What's the answer? I never? don't have an answer. I don't have never, an answer. Never? Why do you do why do you do this? See, you won't Jeff, he won't commit to never. Well, maybe he's got contract negotiations going on and he signed an NDA so he can't talk about it. I'd like to shout out friend of the show, Mike Durbin. And do you know why I want to shout him out? Wait, 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 wait. You get kazoo too. You know, I, I didn't think about it, but since this comes out Thursday, I can actually say it. You know, he's coming to the Creative Control Network now. Mike Durbin officially on the Creative Control Network. So now... Who cares? Of- <laughs> Big announcement. Big announcement. Yeah, that's... that's you, think, uh, Vince, you think Vince is going to be mad at me, D.I.? You know, I, I mean, I know other shows that have been established here, bro. And then what? What once once Vinny Rue gets him over, ah, let's go join Mike Feeney's network. Welcome to the Mike Durban Show, episode number thirty. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is my first show on the Creative Control Network. So right away, I got to thank the man, Joe Feeney, for bringing the Mike Durban Show to Creative Control. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm so happy to be on the same network as my friends Joe Hughesley, Hambone, Jamie Irwin, Shane Helms. Uh, the list goes on and on. The Creative Control Network is, is getting bigger every day. All these great shows. So uh, check them all out. Thank you, Joe. On this show, I have the legendary Hansy. If you're not a listener of the Howard Stern Show, you probably have no idea who he is, but he has been a caller and a contributor to the Stern Show for the last decade. Um, he's actually banned from the show now. He's been banned for a couple of years now. He will discuss why in a future episode. We did this interview a couple months ago. It took me a long time to edit it, but uh, I edited it into two parts the first part on this episode is going to be Hansy talking about wrestling he's a huge wrestling fan he's um, if you ever listen to busted open on Sirius XM you for sure heard him call in with his uh, conspiracy theories the guy is very creative and he's got a lot of interesting thoughts and theories about wrestling part two which will uh, most likely it'll be on episode 35 uh, where he will talk about his thoughts on the Howard Stern show, uh, what happened, why he got banned, and uh, a lot of different conspiracy theories like, uh, is the Disco Inferno a clone? Uh, so tune into that in a few episodes. Please follow me on social media. My Twitter is at Mike Durband, D-U-R-B-A-N-D. On Instagram, I am Mike underscore Durband underscore show. 
YouTube, my YouTube channel, very important. Uh, please subscribe at youtube.com slash Michael Durband. And I also have a pro wrestling tea store. That's pro wrestling tees.com slash Mike Durband. And I got two brand new creative control themed t-shirts up there. I want to thank everybody for all the DMs, the retweets, um, Facebook messages, Instagram messages. I've had so much support from everybody um, since leaving the brand over a month ago and now going to Creative Control. Thank you so much, everybody. All right, here's my interview with Hansi. Look at you. You are a legend, bro. What, it, this is a real honor for me to have the legendary Hansi on my show. Thank so, you. So, what if you want to... Yeah, so, uh, apologies, listen, I got so many podcasts that I listen to. I yeah. can't keep up with every single fucking one. Like, I, I have a fucking theory that all these people that keep up with podcasts and all that, yeah. they have some Illuminati microchip in their fucking brain where they can fucking like dissect all these podcasts because I have no idea how the hell anybody can watch the amount of shit that comes out and uh, listen to all the podcasts and watch all these movies. There has to be some advanced technology that you guys are not, are not telling me about because I cannot keep up with all these podcasts. So I, I feel bad that people who I don't really listen to have a podcast and they invite me on and it's like I don't know the history of the podcast. I don't know. Yeah much about the host so i feel fucking bad so i mean thank you for having me on but i also feel bad because i ha- i i'll be honest i haven't listened to your podcast but i'll try to subscribe to it now uh, that you have me on and shit like that man yeah thank you well yeah like i told you before i'm on vince russo's network the brand yeah so um are you a fan of vince russo listen i, I okay I, I have a i have a i have I'm a conspiracy guy, as you know, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, but but my conspiracies are layered. Like 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 like, like here's an example, okay? I feel like all of these old guard people, like you know, like all these old guard people who are getting in trouble and who have scandals and they're being canceled now, right? Yeah. I feel like at a certain point, a lot of these guys sold their soul at a certain point, right? But then at a, at a certain point, they got out of that system. And and now part of their uh, part of their cleansing is now to be punished on the surface. So, for example, like Bill Cosby and R. Kelly, they could actually be, quote unquote, on the good side, but they have to be punished for what they their old ways have done. Right. So it's the same thing with Vince McMahon. Say I like I was because I think Vince McMahon and is a genius and all that. And and, and, and and I think that uh, that we're supposed to be calling him out for his evil now, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like his shadiness, even though he know, even though he's like, even though a lot of these guys are organizing the revolution, in my opinion, I, I, that's what my theory is. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, but like we have to call it out in order for something to progress. You know what I mean? Because I used to go, oh, wait and see, wait and see. So it's not that I'm not a fan of Vince Russo, but I've always I'm not going to lie to you and say that I have said the nicest things about Vince Russo. I, I've, I've always kind of had a theory that he's always been a McMahon fucking like he's always been a McMahon kind of pop. Like he has McMahon's uh, uh, funding on the low and all that. You know what I mean? But I, I won't lie and say that he, he hasn't he hasn't contributed to entertaining television that I've enjoyed. You know what I mean? But I think some people just look at his WCW run and think that they can brush him off with that shit. Or some of his TNA shit, but he did, you know, help the Attitude Era out, and I'll always give him props for that shit. 
Yeah. So you're thinking that Vince McMahon funds Vince Russo to this day. Maybe that'll be the. I always think, hey, listen, I go with two theories. That the whole WCW thing was a work. That that Vince McMahon told Ted Turner, yo, listen, um, people are finding out wrestling is fake. I need you to buy this promotion, and in in in, in ten years you can guys can close it down, right? But yeah. I think the I think the most will ever be told about that it'll be it'll be revealed that maybe McMahon sent some of his guys like Hogan, uh, Nash Hall, and Vince Russo to kind of that will be the official narrative if it ever comes out, right? But yeah. I personally think all of it's a war. I personally think all of the shit was meant to happen. Like, WWE was always meant to be the top brass, even though I don't agree with a monopolized situation, right? But I yeah. always believe that these things, like a business, like everything that was meant to close down, you know what I mean? So, like, McMahon yeah. was supposed to be the bad guy, and he'll pay for his, you know, antics in 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 the future. Like, right now, it's like everyone sees him as, the, as WWE as the evil people and all that, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's just my theory. Again, anything that I say on your podcast, I, I don't have facts. Yeah. I'm just... You know, my, I'm giving you my theory. So, I cool. mean, I just don't want Vince Russo to get mad at you for having me on. You know what I mean? No, no. He, he's a big fan of you. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a big-time Stern fan, and he, he knows all about you and everybody. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the thing is, he <laughs> blocked me on Twitter a long time ago, and I didn't say anything bad about him or anything like that. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But, you know what? A lot of wrestlers have blocked me, so it's all good, though. But, listen, yeah. man, I, 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 I like Vince Russo. I, I don't think he's a bad guy like everyone thinks he is. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, I, I just I, – I, 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 I don't like all his ideas. Like, there's – you know there's, you know how everyone always gives Vince Russo shit for doing the shoot stuff in yeah. wrestling? I don't think he's ever explained it properly, but this is my theory, and this is how much my fucked up brain works, is that – Everything, you know, in uh, wrestling, you know, you know, when people get mad, oh my God, they broke the fourth wall. Why they break the fourth wall for? That's so stupid. Because within within the wrestling storyline, wrestling is kind of fixed within the storyline itself. Like that, it's a, that's why they always call it sports entertainment. So, yeah. it, so like, just think. So next time you watch Raw. Think of it as a reality show. Like they, like whenever like these superstars are cutting promos within storyline. You, you can imagine that they're being told that this is scripted within storyline, basically. So whenever someone does shoot, it's not that they're um, breaking the rules. It's that they're letting you know that this is a reality show and there's some real-life shit going down like, like, like that. So in the, in Vince, I can always see what Vince Russo was trying to do. He just never explained that properly. And I think that I could capitalize on that better. You know what I mean? But Vince Russo kind of laid it down. Like I could, I could tie in the history of wrestling, of what Vince Russo tried to do in WCW, and 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 uh, and kind of explain it to the mainstream audience. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. So hey, you went to um, SummerSlam and and Takeover, right? Yeah, I, I went to uh, I went to uh, yeah. I, I try to go to other shows, but there was too much, and I don't live in the downtown area. So mm. I couldn't like you know I was planning on getting a hotel downtown and uh, and just going around to different I wanted to go watch the progress show and all that type of shit I didn't get a chance to but NXT was really good uh, I I wasn't supposed to go to Raw but then last minute I heard I I thought if Sasha Banks returns uh, I need to be there right and I yeah. and it would have been a gamble but then you know the the, the seats were cheap were cheaper than what I normally would get them at. Yeah. Um, but I got to sit uh, on the floor seat on the camera side so you can see me 
through the night on Monday Night Raw, basically, right? So yeah. it was worth it. It was that that to me was worth it to see Sasha Banks return because I'm such a huge mark for Sasha Banks. Who else do you like? What other women do you like? I I've been saying lately that Tessa Blanchard is doing the uh the the Becky Lynch gimmick better than Becky Lynch is doing it. Even though I like Becky Lynch, no disrespect to Becky Lynch, but I think Tessa Blanchard's work in Impact, even though Impact gets shit on all the time by everybody because it's not popular anymore. I I really like uh, Sasha Banks. Obviously, I like uh I like Bianca Belair. Uh, I think she's gonna be a star. I like Io Shirai. I like um. Uh, else i think sonya deville and mandy rose have really improved I, especially mandy rose sonya deville is always uh i always thought she was decent in the ring um anyways but yeah. mandy rose who you know you go oh she's just a model she's not gonna be that good she's really improved like i'm not gonna lie to, i'm not gonna lie to you she's really improved um i i like nikki cross um I never really liked Bailey's character because it wasn't geared towards you know me it's more, more for kids but ever since she has become a little bit more serious I do definitely dig what Bailey is doing. And obviously Charlotte Flair as well, you know what I mean? And yeah. Ron Rousey, you know, it's just, there's so much. I like Kelly Klein from um, from uh, ROH. Uh, I like uh, Jordan Grace. Uh, I like some, I, I'm not familiar with all of All Elite Wrestling's women, but the, 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 the Japanese women there, I, 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 I feel like a fucking asshole for, for not like knowing, telling them apart. It's like, I can't tell the white women apart either. So, uh, yeah. you know, some of them I, I, I really really like there as well. I mean, it, it, w- w- women wrestling has been really uh, been really fucking cool yeah. in, a, in in the states. Uh, you know what I mean? I wish I followed more Japanese shit, but I can't keep up with all this stuff, man. It's just too yeah. much. For- I noticed you didn't mention Alexa Bliss. Yeah, uh, I think she's a, I, you know, I think she's an amazing heel. I think she, I think her, her mic skills and her heel, but honestly, man, her her ring work. I I just think she's been over pushed for someone who isn't the greatest in the in, in the ring. And sometimes she doesn't take like that many bumps and all that. But I do. But I'll I'll give her this. She can cut a hell of a fucking promo. Like I yeah. think she is a really good fucking heel. Like you know what I mean. And I guess. Her being with Nikki Cross in this tag division thing right now, it kind of keeps her out of the world title pictures and all that. So yeah. I mean, like at least that's good. But I mean, yo, she 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 improved. I feel like she. I guess maybe because I'm a Sasha Mark, that I kind of have to be anti Bliss, even though I shouldn't be. But yeah. um, you know, I I just I don't know. Bliss doesn't really do it for me in the ring. She is incredibly sexy. She's an awesome like um uh, heel on the microphone. I can always, I always dig her on that. I'll go your props. But in the ring, she just doesn't do it for me. And I know it's easy for me to say I don't do wrestling. I never, I never took a bump in the in the ring and all that. So I can't say shit about it. But you know, I like like Dana Brooke is somebody who people would shit on, and I think she's improved. But she doesn't get like if you gave Dana Brooke the push that Alexa Bliss has gotten, yeah. I think it would be a lot better than what uh than what uh, Alexa Bliss would be able to do, in my opinion. Do you get to go out to a lot of wrestling shows, or was like was this just a really big weekend for you? Well, because like I I have I, I you know I, I don't want to get really too personal, but like because like I have this paranoia and that I'm being fucked with and I'm being fu- like when I go to the gym, people take pictures of me, but nobody yeah. approaches me because nobody you know what I mean. I feel like I get I I feel like I I I, I could be in danger sometimes. That's my, that's my own paranoia. But when I go to wrestling events, people do recognize me from, you know, calling Busted Open and yeah. calling Stern Show and all that. So they, I get respect uh, 
at some of these shows when they see me. But I I don't go. I, I want to go to more local shows, but I don't get to go. To, I might not. I, I feel bad. That I, I'm not familiar. I unfortunately I don't really keep up with like some of the stuff outside. Like I I, I just I'm a general viewer of New Japan. Um, I I do watch ROH weekly and all that. Uh, I do watch Impact when I can. Obviously, uh, I see the highlights on YouTube and all that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, with AEW, I'm excited about that, man, because it feels like a new WCW is going to be created and all that. I'm, I'm excited for it, man, because it has a WCW vibe to me. Joining the Mike Durban Show as my first sponsor is Tiege Hanley, the uncomplicated skincare system for men. If you follow me on social media, you saw that I met Conan this past Friday at a local wrestling show here in Chicago. Well, let me tell you, he looked about 10 years younger than when I saw him last time at StarCast about a year ago. It's all because he's been using Tiege Hanley for a few months since they've been sponsoring Keeping It 100. He looked great. Tiege Hanley is so simple, it shows up to your door every 30 days and it's so easy to use. There's an instruction card that will tell you exactly what to use and when, and with the face wash, the scrub, the AM and PM lotions, plus the super serum, It'll leave your skin feeling cleaner and looking younger. There's also an acne system if your skin gets a little oily and you need some extra help with that. So check out Tiege Hanley, that's T-I-E-G-E. Keep your face clean, plus help support the Mike Durband Show by going to Tiege.com slash Mike Durband. You'll get 10% off just for going to that site. These products are amazing. Check them out for yourself. Or with the holidays coming up, get them for a friend, boyfriend, husband, brother, whatever. One more time, that's tiege.com slash Mike Durband, T-I-E-G-E, and get 10% off the uncomplicated skincare system for men. Tiege Hanley. What do you think of uh, Vince Russo's theory that AEW and WWE are working together? Do you think that's I, possible? Yeah, I, well, I... I I personally listen. I personally think because all these old, remember I was saying the old guard is kind of going down and all that. Yeah. Maybe McMahon knows that his brand is kind of eventually going to go down. Maybe more scandals will because like, they've been building up more negative press with the Saudi Arabia deal and the Donald Trump affiliation and all that. So part of me feels like eventually a lot like WWE is probably going to like. Maybe Vince McMahon might have to step down or something like that. He knows that the WWE is on thin legs, even though they're making a lot of money right now and all that, that maybe the next evolution of wrestling is going to be the anti-WWE, and that's AEW. So in a in a way, they could be working together, but because it's Vince Russo saying it, everyone's going to say, oh, no, that's not true. Vince Russo, he, you know, he's an asshole, and uh, you know, he doesn't um, – he doesn't know what he's talking about and all that, but you know what I mean. So that I mean, he could be in in a in a a layered way. He could be right though, like you know what I mean. If it makes sense, like it's hard to uh, go with the layers of of uh, conspiracy with me because I'm I I try to think of it on a different level than most conspiracy guys think about it, right? Yeah. So so I, I apologize if I'm going all over the fucking map and all that. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely uh, watch. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't like. I I hope they don't do pay per views every single fucking month because I'll I'll gladly pay forty bucks 
every couple of months if you build up storylines and have yeah. compelling shit to do for me yeah. i don't mind putting the money out there for, for it you know what i mean yeah um I, I think wwe's way of doing things has kind of spoiled everybody um you know what i mean but i don't mind paying the 40 bucks that it'll cost if you know they slowly i just don't want them to do every single month man just do it every couple of months do it like an old school wwe have four big events that you guys want yeah. Have a couple of specials. Uh, have like a Saturday night main event type of special on a um, the Bleacher Report app, you know, or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, I, I just I, I just wish them all the all the luck in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, all these people that are grandstanding, like you know, they're going, oh, uh, AEW is the woke company because they're not doing deals with Saudi. Arabia. Like the Khan family from. They they've also been involved with shadiness as well. Like I know, I'm not trying to be a I'm not trying to grandstand, but I'm like, if you're gonna be a pro AEW guy and take WWE to task for their shadiness, you gotta realize who the owners of uh, of of the of the AEW are too, because they aren't the most fucking clean people on the planet. You know what I mean? And I yeah. say this as a fellow Muslim. You know what I mean? They're all yeah. they've also been Trump supporters. They also exploited workers in their Detroit plants and all that type of shit. They've bought a, 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 a hotel from the Saudi Royals in Toronto. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, like, you know, these guys, I'm, I'm not like, trying to judge anybody on that, whatever, right? I'm just saying everything, everybody's trash, it, it appears. Like, no, nobody's clean, it appears. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you find out one day, you go, okay, well, this guy seems like he's telling the truth. No, but, you know, he has a rape accusation. Oh, shit. I, I didn't know. Like, it's like everybody's compromised. It's like, it's, it's like, it's like if you're going to be in the system, you got to fucking do something shady or something like that. And then, and then when your time is almost at, at its end, then they'll bring it up. Like, you know, when did you start watching wrestling? Um, ever since I was like a little kid, uh, uh I remember, I know most people can't remember when they're like under five years old. But I have little bits of memories of when I was three. And, like, I remember up until a point, like, it used to, it used to be on. But I think the first angle that really entrenched into my brain, it was two angles. It was two angles. I don't know how far apart they were. It was when the Strike Force beat Heart Foundation for the tag belts Yeah. Uh, one time. And then the first angle where it got me invested that I remember being invested was uh, when the Mega Powers uh, – uh, formed uh, against Honky Tonk Man and uh, and uh, and uh, the Heart Foundation, whatever. Yeah. That was like the first angle. And then my dad would, for stuff that was before my time, my dad there would the, the, the be a uh, Indian guy who would uh, record, uh, who would do, who would have a rental place. But he would sometimes he would like uh, um, he would give he would like help us out and he would like record it for us some of these older shows. But I was such a fucking pussy as a kid. That like if Don Morocco was a good guy when I'm currently watching it, I never wanted to see his older heel stuff because I didn't want to see a good guy act in such a villainous manner. My 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 parents had to tell me at the age of four that it was fake. By the way, like they had to tell me because I, I was scared that like like I the way I analyzed it was if if Hulk Hogan can't stop Andre the Giant, like do, do you remember when Andre the Giant was choking Hulk Hogan out and yeah. then all these wrestlers were trying to break it up. And Andre Giant beat the living shit out of all of those guys. Yep. And in my head, I was like, "Well, if Andre Giant wants to break into my house and beat me up, who's gonna help? Who's gonna stop me?" So I was having nightmares about Sika and Andre Giant beating me up. So my mom had to tell me, "My mom was like, no, 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 they're friends, they're friends, they're all friends, and all of that." And then 
And then even though as a kid I knew it was fake, so it made me actually like look at it in, in a different in a different light as a kid. Even though I didn't know I, I didn't know the I didn't have the terminology down, like I didn't know what work rate was and all that. But it yeah. made me more fascinated with the product, knowing that these guys are all friends and all of that. Like it, it made me calm down a little bit. But I used to be scared as like as a kid, man, watching some of these guys and all that, man. Wow, what's your favorite era of wrestling? Uh, dude, I I enjoy, dude, I enjoy every era. I, I but I, I like I do like the, I know attitude era is kind of overrated, but the reason why I guess attitude era because I was in high school, right? And yeah. in junior in junior high, uh, uh, the attitude era just kicked off right when I got to high school, like in '97, right? That's when I first got to high school. So all through junior high, people talked about wrestling, but only when something really really fucking cool happened. Like, if, like, a big event fucking happened, like, the Royal Rumble 96. Like, remember, remember when they're kickstarting the Attitude Era a little bit? When uh, when Nat, when Kemp Diesel pulled out, under uh, he pulled out the referee to screw uh, Undertaker out of winning the belt at Royal Rumble 96. Yeah. And then Undertaker looks at him, and then Nash gave him the middle finger. And I'm like, oh, my God, he gave him the middle finger. That was, like, a big deal, right? But yeah. so it wasn't popular to talk about. Like, people had to be ashamed of it. I felt like, at least in high school, more like, not everyone watched wrestling, but more people enjoyed talking about wrestling. Like we had debate. Like, I, dude, I got into like, I remember I used to be like a WWE defender all the time, right? And we were all fucking talking about who's gonna be the higher power in uh, the McMahon Undertaker storyline. And some people were like, yo, if it's McMahon who ends up being the higher power in this whole thing, this is the stupidest fucking thing ever. I'm like, dude, they're not going to do that. Undertaker already said in a promo that this guy has more power than McMahon. And I owe, and I was making a case that it's going to be Million Dollar Man that's the higher power because he brought Undertaker to WWE in storyline. He was Stone Cold's manager. And Stone Cold, uh, Stone Cold admitted that he screwed DiBiase by... For, by uh um by letting Savio Vega win the Caribbean strap match because he doesn't need a manager anymore. So it makes perfect sense why the million dollar man would be the higher power. The next yeah. day when the uh, the McMahon thing happened, all all my friends were cussing me out like I told you to be big man, and I was like trying to defend it. It was like the fir- it was like one of the first times where like I had I I was I was like having a manic breakdown because of of, of a wrestling storyline and shit like that. It was like it was, it was really fucking. Really, really fun, really, really funny and shit, man. I hate this, this narrative that hey, yo, people want to call out Vince McMahon for being evil, right? But, yeah. the, but the thing is, people also have to give. I believe he's more of a genius than we realize, and I, it's not me sucking up to him. I just believe that Vince McMahon, he he's created a narrative that anything that he touches on the surface. People are not gonna take it seriously. So like, if he the XFL, no one took seriously because of him, right? Yeah. But Vince McMahon, under a shell company or a shell name, like a, like a, like a fictionalized name, he could have his hat in different avenues, and we wouldn't know about it. That's what I think. So like, Vince McMahon, like for example, I've always felt that Vince McMahon um, has a hand and has an investment, has a hidden investment into UFC. Like, and 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 if he came out and said flat out, oh, I, I like UFC and all that, and I'm going to co-sign it, people probably wouldn't have bought into UFC because they'd be like, oh, McMahon's going to make it fake wrestling again. So I do believe McMahon do- is is more of a genius than people actually give him credit for. I think he's way more in touch with Hollywood. He's way, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's another thing. Like, people think that, 
like like for example, I believe once you go into the system, like Kenny Omega was in the system, right? But like he left it. So I think like WWE co-signs you behind the scenes without us knowing. So like WWE could have co-signed Kenny Omega and goes, okay, yo, you're not gonna blow up here. You're gonna blow up in New Japan. You know what I mean? The Young Bucks had a meeting. They got you know they got shafted from WWE because they didn't shake Booker T's hand. That was probably their storyline of them blowing up. You know what I mean? So it feels like WWE are the enemies now, and anyone that goes outside WWE is gonna prosper. And while you're in WWE, you might be stuck with the WCW. Like, it feels like WWE is in the WCW 2000 territory right now, even though they're making more money with the with the deals that they have, right? But it just yeah. feels like, uh, as a company, it's supposed to be uh, in, in that regard. Are you a fan of Meltzer? Do you, do you listen to those um, all the Dirty Writers podcasts? Um, I've never been a Meltzer subscriber and all that, so yeah. I, but I do think people fucking hate on him for stuff, but I also think he also brings it on with, like, He's like, well, maybe it'll change. Maybe it won't. Maybe it will. I always think that he's more of a puppet uh, of Vince McMahon in some ways than, you know what I mean? Like, because with this vague type of bullshit and all that. So, yeah. So, it's it's not that I hate Meltzer or anything like that. Like, you know what I mean? I I, I give the guy his props for being one of, like, the, you know, journalists that make everyone do it. But I feel like everyone in the media now is a character. Like, I feel like all these guys that are feuding, it's all, like, all the social media shit is all part of a work as well. Like, I, I just feel that way. Like, with yeah. Ryan Satin and, and you know, um, uh, the guy from, uh, I, I can't even remember all these fucking guys' names. Like, there's so many of these guys that I don't even fucking know. But, you know, I, yeah. I just, I, Satin's, Satin's the one guy that I fucking despise. I kind of despise because he's such a fucking good, like, I'm not saying that he'd be standing up for like women and all that, but he'll give Jericho shit. Yeah. Oh, Jericho, Jericho promoted women on his, like Jericho didn't say, Hey, come rape women. Jericho just said, come to my, yo, come buy a fucking cabin. There'll be hot women there. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. That, that, that's a selling point to me because I, I don't know. I don't want to be on a cruise with just all guys. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it doesn't mean that Jericho's pimping them out, but then this guy, he, then people on, on social media was telling that he was falling. He was creeping on a porn star following her around in a in, in target a and shit so it's like yeah. it's like fuck this guy man like i i hate these self-righteous fucking assholes who yeah. who pretend like you know i listen man I, I i'm trying to be more progressive and all that and i realize that i've had ignorant views but i also realize that some people are still like they might not think that they're being ignorant but they're just used to what was acceptable back in the attitude era and all that type of shit right yeah. i i think you got to give people a chance to evolve not like I, I mean obviously if you're a part of a hate group and like a men's right group obviously you'll fuck that guy and all that right but if you're just like if there's something you don't understand or you don't think it's misogynistic you gotta teach people otherwise how they're gonna evolve that's that's, that's my take on that though yeah um, my favorite um, uh, Muslim heel uh, was Muhammad Muhammad Hassan, though, because I yeah. thought, um, like, even you know, and and you know, I'm a, I, and, and I, I know he wasn't really a Muslim; he was Italian guy, but I didn't care because at a time when everybody hated Muslims and all that, he was like my spokesperson for like because it wasn't just like oh I hate America. It's no, I am American, and after 9/11, you guys treated me like shit. And you're oppressing me for no fucking reason. And I thought that was amazing. Like, even though he was a heel and it made all the good guys look like fucking racist and all that, yeah. then they then they ruined it by making him an actual fucking terrorist. But 
uh, for that for those couple of months, man, a lot of like my, my friends, we 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 were in love with that Muhammad Hassan character, man. We thought it was a fucking great character. Yeah. Um, you know, what I mean? like, and 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 it, to me, he was a good guy. Um, do you think that the Disco Inferno is a clone? <laughs> Maybe he is, but you know, I I personally think that his whole misogyny gimmick is is like it's just a gimmick, and I know people are like. But how's it a gimmick? Where where's the payoff gonna be and all that? But I believe everyone in media, man. I believe everyone's a worker in some way. Like I believe yeah. they like like they they purposely try to offend you so then they can play the victim of of going. Oh, I just gave my opinion, but you knew your opinion was. If, if you're gonna go, oh, women wrestling, women don't belong in the fucking ring, and then you, and then you're gonna complain that people are calling you an asshole for it. Like you know what I mean? I think that's also a marketing tool that a lot of conservative guys do now. I, yeah. I believe they purposely know that they're gonna piss off people, and then they go, "Hey man, just my opinion, bro. Just my opinion, man. You know what I mean?" So he's uh, alt right. He 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 doesn't admit that he's alt right. He doesn't, but his views. Yeah, I know his. That's why I I question why Conan hangs out with this guy because Conan <laughs> seems like a. Conan's always been a socially conscious dude. Like, yeah. like, remember his promos in TNA? He was like, he was like one of the promos that was calling out the U.S. military for like the illegal wars in Iraq and all that. And he yeah. was dropping truth about um, America's racism and all that. Um, and so, you know, Conan's always been one of like the 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 best promo guys that have always kind of spoken ab- about racism and all that. And I so I always question why Conan is like hanging out with some of these guys. Like, I, I believe some of these guys who claim they're alt-right are pretending to be alt-right as well, though. Like, I do believe uh, that there are people who are pretending to be Trump supporters just so they, they so, so they can be a heel in this environment and all that. Like, they could actually be good guys. Uh, one thing I always loved when you called in to Stern, you asked him this like five times at least. You would ask him um, to get CM Punk in there, and you wanted CM Punk to be on the show. Well, I always felt that um, CM Punk was a fa- was kind of a fan of mine, in the sense that like I think he was a stern listener, and he would always he would always like like for example when I called when I called in to cuss out Hulk Hogan on Bubba the Love Sponge show in January of 2010, a week later Punk did an, Punk did an interview badmouthing Hogan, so like Punk would always kind of subtly kind of make reference to me a little bit, and because I didn't I didn't blow up in 2011 like he did. I think he started taking jabs at me more and more about um about all oh, guys are not guys don't want to um you know go to the next level and all that like it would be jabs of mine he would also kind of I believe that he read some of my blogs and he would quote some stuff from my blogs in his promos sometimes not not wow. like the 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 one time where um where the one time specifically I can remember is that I used to write a blog about how everyone has profited off me and I'll never forgive anybody and anyone who profited off me. And then when that, when Paul Heyman turned on uh, CM Punk, one of CM Punk's promos was, uh, I'll get, I'll get revenge on you and you and anyone who ever profited off me, whatever. Right. So he would always kind of do that. And then one time I mentioned, I took a jab at Punk because I think you take jabs at me. I didn't, I didn't at him on Twitter. But he knew that I was taking a jab at him, and he blocked me on Twitter. So me and wow. him had a kind of a beef that we didn't fucking, you know what I mean? And then, you know, you know, you know he did Colt Cabana's podcast? Yeah. Right? Remember a week later, he goes, if uh, they, they, they said the next week, if you guys want to send in 
questions to CM Punk and he'll answer them. I sent in this conspiracy theory about how I think he's associated with people in my life and how he knows this, and I'll never forgive him. I think he's a piece of shit. And then they didn't actually go to the fucking emails. All Cole Cabana said in the beginning of that next podcast goes, I got some of the emails. Whoosh. Goes, listen, man, I'm just a messenger. So, like, I think they made reference to me, but then, like, they can't admit that they mentioned me. But I did recently message CM Punk on Instagram to yeah. apologize for what I what I said to him, and that you know that you know even though you you, you never acknowledged me, I felt fucking even more horrible because of that shit because I felt like um, everyone just um, you know people have to add to this narrative that nobody knows who I am. I'm a useless guy and all that. And I thought like you understanding the system, I thought you would have my back, even though he doesn't. He's not obliged to have my back. But I did apologize to him recently. But he never replied to me or anything like that. But, oh. um, but, but, but you know, I, I felt bad about that. You know what I mean? Punk's, he seemed like a good guy. I don't know. I, I don't want to judge and say, well, he's an asshole for suing Cabana. Because I don't know what Cabana did to him. But because, like, the, the one thing that Punk said in his – the one thing that Punk said in, uh, in, in that text, I gave up on you doing the right thing a long time ago. So mm. it makes me think that Cole Cabana may have done something. And the thing is, I don't want to badmouth Cole Cabana either, because Cole Cabana is a nice dude, uh, I mean, from what I've seen. So I don't know who screwed who. I just hope we find out the truth. And, you know, maybe we'll find out the truth when he does his AEW, uh, when he does a StarCast interview. Maybe that that's why they're charged. If, if he's not going to give the fucking details of why him and Cabana are feuding, and you're charging people for that fucking interview, it's a, it's a fucking waste. It, yes. Unless there's two things that have to be accomplished with that interview, him telling us what happened with him and Cabana, and him signing with AEW. Otherwise, the whole thing is fucking useless to me, in my opinion. Do you think Punk is going to sign with AEW? Someone uh, actually had a conspiracy that they mentioned to me. They think that um, this this whole AEW thing has been Punk's brainchild after the WWE, and like he just had to make it seem like he went to the UFC to make his money. And you know, take take the lumps from everybody, and then he would return to a a triumphant return to wrestling and all that. And I wouldn't be surprised. Punk's a fucking very smart dude, yeah. and I would not put it past Punk at all. Like, like even though like I might have problems with Punk and I might not like everything he does, I, I'll always admit that CM Punk is a he is a fucking wrestling genius in my opinion. Like, you know, what I mean, he's he's very he's a, he's a very intelligent person from what I can fucking gather. Yeah. So uh, Dave Meltzer says that what's going on right now, we, he says we're in the best era of wrestling ever. The roster, you know, what do you think of that? I, I agree that, like, the, the quality of matches and all that, the thing is, I, I just want more realistic type of storylines. You know what I mean? Like, I get that there's indie, this indie guy. Like, I, I'm not going to knock the indie guys who do the, like, the... Like the Orange Cassidy's and all of that. I know that like Joey Ryan's and all of that, right? But yeah. to me, I really, I really, I really think that if you're gonna have heels and you want heels to be heels, I think they gotta be racist, misogynistic, homophobic. But the thing is, uh, I I know that when that happens, everyone loses their shit. And the reason why I think that you need good guys who are really, really progressive. Like, 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 not just like, oh, don't say that, or just knocking the guy out. You need actual progressive type of fucking good guys to counter the racism, homophobia, misogyny with compelling promos. Like, people are shitting on um, uh, the whole Sasha Banks telling Natty that her, her dad's in hell, right? But there's ways 
to counter that type of tactic. You can counter that type of stuff. There's way it just nobody wants to write that. It always feels like people are like, oh, nobody can be heels anymore. But I would argue nobody can be a real good guy anymore. Like no one can have like a progressive view. But yeah. I do agree that as far as like the actual wrestling goes, I feel like yeah, we're, we're like, there's so much good talent in there. But I feel like. Especially the WWE, it's kind of like we got to pay homage to all the fucking past people, and like you can never put the fucking present guys. Like I was with it for a couple of years. Like okay, yeah, you know, it's only it's cool that Miz got a rub with Steve Austin in a segment, even though Austin kind of made him look like a bitch, or whatever. But at a certain point, man, you need to have these guys. Like, did you imagine if the Attitude Era guys all had a fucking uh, had a had a all cower? towards the guys in the in the 80s and all that type of stuff that would be it'd be stupid and all that you know what i mean that's yeah. why like hulk hogan's 2002 run in wwe is like my favorite hogan run because for that 2002 run he put over brock lesnar in like one of the best ways possible that should have been safe for a pay-per-view if they're gonna do that but but i i really enjoyed like when, when, when hogan I, I enjoyed hogan putting guys over in in 2002 like that was like honestly my favorite hogan era actually of him just putting over talent and shit well that's the show everybody thank you very much for listening thank you hansy thank you joe feeney part two with hansy will be in a few episodes check it out follow me on instagram twitter youtube uh check out my pro wrestling tea store and listen to all these great creative control shows I leave you now with a song from the uh, EP that I played bass on. This is one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, they're called Delari, D-O-L-A-R-I. Uh, about three years ago, they asked me to play bass on this EP, and um, it's finally out. So check it out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere. Uh, the EP is called Delari 2020. It is amazing. It's five awesome songs. It was an honor for me to play on it, so thank you guys. Uh, I'm going to have the singer of Delari on a future episode. This is a song called Never Fear, and thank you for listening. Bye for now. Bye for now.